Good afternoon, uh, evening, and welcome everyone to today's podcast brought to you by Equine Devil's Advocate. Yes, Facebook has caught up, and YouTube must have enjoyed the last two episodes because it's decided to upload them. And yes, it is Monday once more. I'm just about to laugh because one of the horses has just walked past and farted. I don't know if you heard that, but <laughs> so be it. We won't edit. We'll leave it on there. Now, where was I? Monday once more with sunshine and farts. Mm. Tweety birds, creaky tree, quiet neighbor, and baby bunnies. Yes, they're actually wild ones. They're early Easter bunnies. But what on earth was that yesterday? It was flippin' chilly. And tomorrow, the forecast just looks, ew, not nice. So there will be no equine nudity tomorrow, I fear. And, of course, we have to say the clocks, the frustrating fiddling around with time. That is why I say good afternoon, evening, because last week it was still afternoon, and technically this week it is evening. We're back to all that malarkey again. I personally would love to hear from someone who really benefits from these clock changes. I have yet to meet or hear from a person who can explain in detail to me where are the benefits. Please do. If you have some notion of why it's beneficial, www.equinedevilsadvocate.com. Personally, I am hot stuff all the way. It's a bad idea. Leave the hour hand alone. It's just disruptive. And so back to this Monday. This Monday being April the 1st, Fool's Day. Don't worry, people. No, there are no pranks from us today, if at all. In fact, yeah, I think I only tried it once and it didn't actually go that well. It went rather badly. So nothing that I particularly engage with, although some do. And so... Without further chit-chat, let us resume the story. Quadril and Captain Adam, our expert guidance coach trainer, overseer, supervisor, presence to be revered in the middle of the school, whatever he was. He was most certainly a man of few words and a piercing stare with a pointy bamboo cane. And so, not fully knowing exactly how to describe him, we did consider him somebody to be revered. And so we had practiced. We had practiced change tack, well, Mary had anyway, and we threw our hearts and souls into getting everything as good as it possibly could, could be for this coming Saturday, this coming hour, 3 p.m., of silent scrutiny with Captain Adam. Now, what is it about these impending appointments in the diary? 
Why should 3 p.m. this coming Saturday imprint itself like a heading in the mind, and all the time preceding 3 p.m. on Saturday is unimportant, even tiresome? You just want to get to 3 p.m. on Saturday. Nothing else matters. No, I thought of nothing else. On the school bus, over and over and over again, in my head, I go here. Melanie is there. Wait, Justin's there. Spot behind. Walk, centre line, canter, track right. Spot behind. Then the diagonal. Then <gasps> wait, wait. Then then extend. Then half circle. Come past. I've got to come past. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't I have to come past Justin that way, in the half circle, in the canter? And then peel away that way, or is it Justin, or is it Spot? Hang on, hang on. I've got to go back to the beginning. Yeah, from the beginning. I'm in front, right rein. Then Spot, then Mary. No, no. Me, me, then Mary. No, no. That was what we did originally. That didn't work. No. It's Spot, then me, then Justin, then Mary. Right rein, enter at A, walk, 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 and on and on it went, perfecting it in my head, over and over again. From Thursday night, right the way through till Saturday, Friday, a complete blur. Nothing would allow me to think of anything else. No, formation, formation, formation. We have got to get this. Absolutely right. It's so, so important. And here's another bizarre fact: whenever one wants something so much, time crawls. It goes so slowly. Saturday came, finally, and with it, the first spanner in the works of the day. Though surely not. Surely today. Would not be one of those days. Oops! I had been found out. It was, in fact, only a homework assignment that I hadn't completed. My fault. I didn't finish it the night before because I was too busy doodling the floor plan of formation over and over again. But in the morning, I was told by parents, in no uncertain terms, to get it done. Finish it, complete it. Okay. Well, actually, it probably won't take that long. Oh, and just a little adage: scowling resentfully at school books does not help. Time passes, but nothing actually gets achieved in that time. Less scowling and more doing is probably a more practical option. Something to remember. Anyway, finally. Assignment completed, probably not my best work, but done nevertheless. I ran to my room, quick change into riding gear. Hat and boots were at the stables. That's good. Just grab my bike and get pedalling because parents were going to join us at the school later in the day. I pulled my bike out of the shed and ah,、uh, a flat tire. Ah. I ran back into the house. Hello, hello, hello. Where is everyone? No answer. 
I don't know how to change a tyre. I didn't have time or the inclination to change a tyre or fix it. A swift plan B. Borrow brother's bike. That will have to do. Mm, don't ask him. He's not here to ask anyway. But if I ask him, guaranteed he will need it on this important day. Suddenly, he will need it. So, no, just jump on it and go. So that's what I did. If he needs to, he can just fix mine and use it. Change the tyre or do whatever you do with flat tyres on bush bikes. So, before long, I was pedalling back up the road, my mind back in the zone. Floor plan formation. I can see it in my mind, unfolding beautifully with perfect synchronicity and timing for all of us. I reached the top of a hill, and as I pedalled over the brow to freewheel down the other side, I visualised the extended trot across the diagonal. I came off the track here, Melanie off the opposite side. I begin to lengthen first, and then, in my mind, this perfect precision. As I was seeing it in my mind, I took my feet off the bike pedals as I was freewheeling and I swung my legs back and forth, living the moment of my pony's extended trot stride. Shum, shum, shum went my legs and then bang, splat. Yes, on the fourth or fifth shum, 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 I, having closed my eyes to feel the full effect of reliving this beautiful trot, I stuck my foot in the spokes of the front wheel, fully and properly all the way through, stopping the bike dead in its tracks and completely upending it and myself. Oh, one of those days. A buckled front wheel on my brother's bike, a throbby foot, a grazed arm and a bleeding knee and a hole in my jodhpurs. Yeah. Brought back down to planet Earth with a bump. A proper splat on the tarmac. So consequently, I continued the remainder of my journey um, slowly. Half hobbling, half cycling with a wonky front wheel. Brother is going to kill me became my new thought for the day. So, eventually, ta-da, I made it without further incident or injury. Thankfully, small mercies sometimes are a blessing, and my pony, Tam, would have been caught and brought in for me at lunchtime. At least I wouldn't have to hobble my way to the large field at the bottom to find him with my stiff knee, now turning a sort of bluey purple, and my throbbing foot. No, instead I just hobbled into the stable block, and there were the twins, Tasha and Melanie, bickering, something they didn't normally do. No, 
one said, that's my girth, you can't borrow it, because Mary will bugger off again if we counter. Yes, I can, said the other. Mine's got a broken buckle, and anyway, you've got your sheepskin that you're using. No, you can't. You've got another one. You're just too lazy to clean it. Well, you can talk. Look at the state of the other bridle. Gosh, they were tacking up already. Ugh. It was ten to three p.m. Oh, I better get a wiggle on. I hobbled quickly to the tack room to fetch my tack, and then I hobbled quickly back to Tam's stable, where I found him sleeping, oh, all sprawled out in his lovely thick straw bed. Soft, slow, peaceful breaths, whoof, from his nostrils. Aw, look so cute. Sorry, honey, I said, I'm going to have to get you up. I went into his stable, and he sat up. He yawned, and he blinked at me, and then he got to his feet and shook himself and had a big stretch. Such a nice, easy-going pony. Brush in hand, I flicked the straw quickly from his forelock and his mane and his tail, a quick flick over the left side of his body, and went round to the right to do the same. Yeah, such a nice, easy-going white pony with an enormous, big, steamy poo stain practically all over the right side of his body. No! Dear God! Pungent and sticky wet. Oh, and no time to wash it and not dry enough to brush. Oh, six minutes to three. Could things get any worse? Luckily for me, a kind soul who'd heard my wail of horror came to my aid and said, I'll fetch a towel. Go and get yourself ready. I'll sort this out. I hobbled back to the tack room to get my hat and my boots on. The right boot was fine. The left, not so much. No, my throbby expanding foot would not fit into my boot. And having taken my trainers off, it was now expanding in front of my eyes, so much so that it wouldn't even go back into my trainers. Great. This really is turning into one of those days. But not deterred, inspiration struck, and I spied Sam's trainers underneath Justin's tack peg. Now, Sam being a 13-year-old boy, his feet were considerably larger than mine. Surely my foot would fit into that. Surely. And so it did. One riding boot on the right and one long sock and a size enormous red trainer on the left. I hobbled and turned back to my pony, now kindly tacked up with the majority of the poo stain covered with my saddlecloth. What on earth? said the kindly helpful person holding him. I explained briefly as she gave me a leg up. Well, I've got my foot stuck in the bike wheel and I can't fit my foot into anything else but Sam's shoe. She just gave me a look and I carried on. We made it to the school. The clock above the door said one minute past three. But I knew 
that wasn't right, it was fast, because there was no sign of Captain Adam, and he was ever, ever punctual. No, but there was Tasha and Melanie in the school, still bickering at each other. Sam was warming Justin up down the bottom, and Sam's parents were in the gallery. They immediately stopped their conversation at the sight of my large red clad foot. How confused they both looked momentarily. Both of them opened their mouths as if to say something and then just closed them again. Sam obviously noticed and surprise got the better of him. What the... Before he could finish his sentence, no guessing what it would be, Samuel came the quick response from his mother. Watch your language. Sorry, he said, but that's my shoe. I started to try and explain, but at that very moment, the sound of clackety, 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 clack. Through the door strode Captain Adam, ship-shape, shiny and bamboo-clad as ever. Immediately, the twins stopped bickering with each other, and Sam, speaking out of the corner of his mouth, said, Why are you wearing my trainer? Because my foot's swollen, and it's the only thing I could find that would fit, I said back to him. We instantly assembled, no need to be told, in a semicircle facing Captain Adam. My one red foot pointing at him like oh, the pointy end of a missile. His eyes fixed upon this large red trainer in my left stirrup, and his gaze stayed there for quite some considerable moment, whilst his eyebrows began to rise slowly, higher and higher and higher. And then he spoke. Ah, hmm. right. Then he said, first placement of formation at A. Chop, chop. His eyes were still on my large red foot until it was out of sight. We did as we were bid and we went to our first placement formation, enter at A. Melanie and Tasha, the issue seemingly still not resolved, far from it. Hurry up, one said. I am chopped up. Sam, behind me, started to snigger. I knew he was laughing at my foot, but hey-ho. Our walk went quite well. We hit the centre line together, but just as we went to the moment for Cantor's strike-off, Justin suddenly noticed my large red foot, as it was now sideways onto him. He pricked his ears and... <coughs> snorted, bent himself to the left and did double take, completely losing concentration, and Sam lost it. He had been sniggering behind me the whole way, through the walk pattern, holding back his amusement. Now he held back no more. His sniggers turned to laughter. Lots of laughter, triggered by Justin's surprise. Take one was the write-off. Take two, slightly better, but still Justin's concentration on his work was way exceeded by his 
fascination and alarm with this big red foot he kept being faced with. So on to take three, which was much the same as take two. And Captain Adam spoke minimally. Again, he would say, then quiet. Again, he would say. One eyebrow was still way higher up his forehead than the other one. So eventually, on take probably five or six, we did get it, and so we moved on to canter in pairs and the peel away. A very deft manoeuvre, I can tell you. This is the part which is the half circle of two pairs to meet the other two pairs, which would then become the crisscross through each other in extended canter across all four diagonals.、Hmm. Yes, our instruction from Captain Adam: timing is everything. Assemble positions. So once more, Mary and Tam together. Thankfully, Mary in her black tack. Yes, me on the outside and Mary on the inside. Off we went. Perfection. We stayed together. We came down centre line, towards Justin and Spot. I'm on the outside, so I and Spot, before we meet, need to do a flying change before X at the same time. Because we are changing direction onto the circle, and we need to meet each other through the top half or the bottom half of the circle for me, and then peel away. So, following that, we all meet our respective diagonals for the charge between each other, the crisscross.、Mm, sounds good. Captain Adam does the countdown for the change. Ah,、uh, one, ah,、uh, two, ah,、uh, three, and it's on three. Da da! Success. All good. We met. We peel away. Justin is on my right, so it's fine. He can't see my foot. We maintain the balance counter to the diagonal, off the diagonal, and we go. For good effect, visual effect, we have to be very close through each other. As close as possible. Success, and a jolly good from Captain Adam. And now we need to practice and go the other way. Of course, this way, Justin is no longer on my right; he is on my left. And needless to say, his eyeballs. Automatically became glued to my scary foot. A big <coughs> snork and an expressive bend, plus a disunited change to keep him as far away from my scary red appendage as was possible. We rescued that move, and we continued to our respective diagonals. Off we went to the crisscross through each other in extended canter. And at that exact specific moment of precision, to be as close through each other as possible, it came to pass that my 
scary red, alarmingly large foot was momentarily positioned right underneath Justin's nose. The brakes went on. He stopped dead and Sam flew straight over his head, right into the path of, I think it was Spot, who promptly jumped over him. Mary, who was behind him, stopped dead also. Melanie was hanging off the side. Didn't fall off, but she was hanging off. And then Justin Luce took off round the school, tail stuck up in the air, nose aloft, snorting and showing off his big extended dotty thing. Captain Adam remained silent with pursed lips and a very hard-to-read expression. Justin stopped after a few circuits up by the door and was caught by a parent. Sam was up on his feet pretty quickly. He wasn't hurt, but I think his pride was a little dented. He climbed deftly back on board. As soon as he'd done that, assemble! was the instruction from Captain Adam. And so he did, once more in a semicircle before him. Jolly good. Now, once more, on the same rain, but this time without the foot. At which precise moment he pointed with his bamboo cane at my left foot. A truly puzzling moment, people. Was it necessary to actively point it out? Clearly, it was visible enough to all and sundry. And what exactly did he want me to do to complete this task without the foot? Quote, unquote. I must have had a very perturbed look on my face as he looked at me and said, There, there, dear, not to worry. It seemed what he actually meant was for me to sit this one out, yeah, at the top end of the school, tucked in the corner with my foot wall side. Mm, okay, I get it. He observed the others once more complete the crisscross manoeuvre, giving advice such as temperance with the stride to Sam and Justin, collection for the corners is key to Tasha and Spot, Melanie and Mary got a jolly good and we stood where we were told foot out of sight for the remainder of the hour. When the hour did come to a close we reassembled in our semicircle in front of Captain Adam who spoke for him at great length. Hands clasped behind his back with the bamboo cane he said, It is with regret that I must inform you. Oh dear, it sounded like he was reading an official letter from government of something. That I shall no longer be able to undertake the task of supervising and guiding you in your quadrille. It is at Her Majesty's pleasure that I have been posted and reassigned to a pressing matter with the Royal Horse Artillery. I shall, of course, request a suitable replacement from those at my disposal. Then he went quiet. Oh, okay. He then rubbed his finger over his chin, just under his lip, for a moment or two. He pointed his bamboo cane at Mary. Ah, um, super pony, 
and, uh, yes, uh, very good. Well, well written. Melanie beamed and blushed. High praise indeed. He then pointed at Justin and Sam. Ah, uh, mm, excellent, excellent. Good, good, good hands, young man. Good heavens above, what was going on here? Then he moved on to Tasha and Spot. Uh, forward into collection, my dear. Yes, and uh, I may say a lovely partnership. We were stunned. We were speechless. And then, of course, to me. Yes, uh, uh, good, good to see commitment and uh, courage. Yes, with the uh, point, point, the uh, foot. Um, excellent improvement in the trot work. But let's not forget the importance of grooming before we ride. Up went his eyebrow when he said it. He finished this lengthy conversation with, I bid you adieu and success in your program. And with that, he spun on his heels and marched from the school. We stayed, stunned, shocked and silent where we were, pleased, surprised, but shell-shocked. So many words and, and so many compliments. And obviously, so much that he noticed. It had been one of those days, one of those very strange, topsy-turvy days. Now, of course, he did submit his resignation, shall we call it, to our parents as well. And this, people, is what he confided in Sam's mother, to whom he was obviously very taken. In addition to the formalities, which was, though I must inform you with regret, ma'am, I may also say I am somewhat relieved. I find young teenagers most disconcerting to teach. One wrong word, and their chins begin to pucker, their bottom lips begin to tremble, and they dissolve into tears. A process which I find quite alarming and most confusing. I may also add I am quite relieved we have not come to this point. So there you have it, people. Who knew? Who knew that Captain Adam was more afraid of us than we were of him? Who knew what stresses he endured, what sleepless nights or cold sweats he went through at the prospect of 3pm on a Saturday being presented with the four of us terrifying young teenagers. So you see, you never really know what is going on in somebody's head unless they tell you. So the next time somebody may be watching you while you're riding, just think what's going on in their head may not be nearly as bad as you think it is. In fact, it could be the absolute opposite. And so it was with that revelation that Captain Adam exited our lives at Her Majesty's behest 
never to be seen by us again. But who, who did he have in mind for a replacement? Please do join us here again at Equine Devil's Advocate to find out. We will, of course, be back this coming Friday. And perhaps not so much a question for you this week, more of a request. Please do tell us of a random crazy day in your horsey journey. One of those days. We'd love to hear from you and your experiences. Until then, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, please do take care. And we will, of course, speak soon.